This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. All right, Cheryl. Tig, we cover a lot of stuff. Yes. Undergarments. Undergarments um, from infantry. Infantry? Infancy. Yeah, that's not. To, uh, <laughs> it's just like the military. Yeah. <laughs> Are they wearing thongs in the military? That's the question. I don't know. Oh, my god! Do they have the choice of a thong? Yeah. Hey, if you're in the military, do they tell you what kind of underwear you have to wear? I don't. I wasn't in the military. I know I, I look like I was. <laughs> um, we, we talk about thongs. Let's just get into it. Okay. We talk a lot about thongs, and there's no no mention of the military. But no, no. We appreciate all you've done for this country. That's true. We do appreciate your service, and we want to know what kind of underwear you're wearing. Were you wearing a thong uh, when you were when you were serving the country, it. ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and jerks, ladies and germs, welcome. Ladies and jerks. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Take and Cheryl, True Story, Gaga, Five Foot Two. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. <laughs> Tig. Yeah. Are you, are you ready to do that? Him? Because you're eating a banana and it feels like you're not being serious about this podcast. I'm being very serious and I'm also being very serious about my health. Okay. Well, excuse me for attacking you. Mm-hmm. Um, First thing in the morning. <laughs> How's your shoot going? It's going great. It's really, really fun. How's your shoot going? Mm, I'm not shooting. I just did the oh, Tonight Show just, last night. Oh. Sorry, and then I, didn't I see it. am also, <laughs> I didn't either. Um, <laughs> and I was also in New York uh, for the Lower East Side Film Festival. And was that fun? It was really fun. There was a live event that I, I guess I hosted, um, where I interviewed the subjects of this documentary, which is about these two stand-up comedians that got into comedy in their 80s. Oh, <laughs> My God. 
and the woman is 89. Oh my god. And the guy is 87. So it's not like 81. <laughs> it's the high 80s. Yeah, it's like bye-bye 80s. <laughs> Hello, Hello 90s. Hello 90s. <laughs> yeah. Were they funny? Was it Very funny. Oh my Very god. Very funny. Well, maybe we need to do it. I know. I was going to talk to you about that. Okay. That it feels like a film we should cover. We should talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Today we're talking about Gaga. Gaga. Five foot two. Mm-hmm. Gaga. Five foot two is a 2017 documentary film directed by Chris Mukarbel. <laughs> it chronicles a period in Lady Gaga's career. <laughs> I mean, you think I would like. No, I don't. No? Okay. It chronicles a period in Lady Gaga's career as she records an album and prepares for her Super Bowl halftime show performance. It also provides insight into her personal life as she recovers from a breakup and struggles with chronic pain. Gaga 5 foot 2 debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival and is available to watch on Netflix. Had you ever seen this? No. No. But I think I was... This sounds ridiculous. I think I was at that Super Bowl. (laughs) But it doesn't, you're not quite sure? Well, the Lady Gaga part is not sticking in my mind, but I do remember being at a Super Bowl when the Patriots played and it was a dramatic ending. Was that the right Super Bowl? I feel like Super Bowls are dramatic. Well, not always. This was like the, this was the very end I think the Patriots won at the very end. You a big football fan? Not at all. <laughs> well, I only asked because everything you were saying sounded ridiculous <laughs> as I watched it come out of your mouth. Well, Thomas, does, does that sound right? Does that sound like the right uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. So I was there. Um, so you do, it, it was in fact a Super Bowl that you went to in Houston <laughs> and with I guess the Patriots. I, and I guess I saw Lady Gaga perform. You must be the biggest <laughs> Lady Gaga fan, is what this tells me. Well, I don't know what I was doing during halftime. I mean, you were freaking out because Lady Gaga was there in person. Your dreams could come true. Your I two mean- favorite teams were playing. <laughs> This was, you were in your favorite town. This was all too much. I mean, you're not even really a football fan. And clearly, Lady Gaga, you don't have all her albums. What were you doing there? Uh, I'm not sure why I had tickets to the Super Bowl. I just remember hanging out with John Hamm, who mm-hmm. is fantastic. And... Keegan-Michael Key. So you had you had friends there. Yeah, I had friends there, yeah. So uh, it was fun. and It was a social event, but you weren't going as like, oh my gosh, I have to see these two teams play in my city of Houston. <laughs> uh, and bonus, Lady Gaga is there. I'm going to say yes to that because that is absolutely the truth. Now... Do you have Lady Gaga albums? No, but I do have a few of her songs downloaded. Oh, okay. What what songs? Uh, I do love A Million Reasons. Ah, 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 oh, jeez. Ah, oh. ah, 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 ah. <laughs> what song is that? Bad Romance. Oh, that's right. Bad Romance. 
Um, so in this in this documentary, um, were you surprised? There were a few things that surprised me. I mean, I had some surprises. Yes. Yeah. So even yeah. starting out the film, you know, you see her in her home in Malibu, and she's she's wearing a uh, a thong mm-hmm. bodysuit mm-hmm. with pants that are so low you can clearly tell that it's a thong bodysuit. And I was very distracted because those are so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worn a thong bodysuit? <laughs> I can't imagine why you're asking me that. <laughs> well, of it, course I have. <laughs> of course I have. And is that what you lounge around your house in? <laughs> yes. It's like dental floss for your bottom, right? Yes, but when it's a bodysuit, I mean, you have, it is like really pulling up on as you should with your teeth. I mean, when you're mean flossing your teeth. your teeth. Well, right, right. Okay, I see. But, you know, it's, it doesn't serve the same purpose as dental floss. You're not wearing it to try to. Well, you don't know why she's doing it. You don't That's know. That's true. Let her call in. Hey, call in Gaga, now. Hey. hey, Gaga, hey. Call in. Let us know. Why you like to lounge around in a, a thong bodysuit? Because it seems so uncomfortable. Now, are the snaps on the bottom, too? That's uh, a good question. We did not get to They're see They're kind the- of like an adult onesie for like a baby, right? Well, a onesie for a baby is meant to be loose and comfortable so they can... Right, s- but it still snaps at the crotch, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Some do. Maybe she wore onesies for a long time. And she's just used to the crotch snap. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, and now and she's that's how like, she feels most comfortable. I mean, she even got a massage in that thong bodysuit, and it was distracting me. Okay, I didn't think twice about that. Oh, interesting. Well, I haven't worn one of those. Oh, then you don't realize how uncomfortable it is. But it is. But you knew I'd never worn. A- I don't know. You know, you play superheroes and whatnot, so maybe sometimes you have to wear some uncomfortable undergarments yeah, under your army fatigues. <laughs> Gas cans on my back. <laughs> so you never have to wear anything like a latex suit where you might not be able to show underwear lines. Well, on Star Trek, they have like a full body latex suit. Yeah, yeah they've given me those, but I, I was like, I can't put that on. So you just go commando? Well, no, I just oh. have underwear on that's like very... Like panties under a latex body suit? That doesn't make sense at all. Well, you finished my sentence. Okay, go in, ahead. Not in a way where we're so connected that you finish my sentences. <laughs> With the right answer. <laughs> like, oh, that's how I'm going to describe you from now on. I'm going to be like, we're the kind of friends where we finish each other's sentences, but they're always wrong. It's not the at all what they no. were going for. <laughs> it's not at all what, what the other one was about to say. Okay, what kind of underwear do you wear under your latex suit? Well, I feel like this is getting way too personal. Um, but what if, and I've thought about this when I've gone to put on my Star Trek mm-hmm. spacesuit, what if I did wear real big, crumply, like ruffled on the back underwear, <laughs> yeah. and they had to pull me aside and, and say hey. that, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. You've hey space person. Your... <laughs> Nobody's going to believe. ruffled underwear. <laughs> it's causing problems. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have the budget to fix yeah. the post. 
Right. Listen, I'm sure that conversation has happened before in the world of show business. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so let's get back on track. God, we haven't even started. Okay, so. We started. We mentioned Lady Gaga. (laughs) That's a lot better than we've done in other episodes where 30 minutes go by and we're like, what are we talking? Oh, right. Sasquatch. (laughs) Sasquatch. I do like the people that write in and they're like, wow, I forgot what documentary they were talking about because they never mentioned it. Um, Okay, so Lady Gaga, I mean, it was interesting because she was working on music and you realize that she has this chronic pain that she's dealing with because she broke her hip at some point. Yeah, I mean, here's what surprised me, and this has nothing to do with how she looks because she looks great. Yeah. I think because she's been around so long. Yeah. I was shocked to find out she was 30. <laughs> That's what shocked me. What did you think? She was 23? No, oh, I thought, thought she was like older. 40? Oh. I would have guessed, yeah, that she was 40 because, or 35 or 40. Yeah, because she really, I mean, she became pretty iconic at a very young age. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I think she's very talented and, you know, there's songs of hers that I've certainly enjoyed, but I haven't followed her career closely. Yeah. I saw her perform live. I think it was at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. I think I was doing red carpet stuff there and she was, I can't remember what song she performed, but it was incredible. Yeah. She's so talented, yeah. but I just, I I didn't know how old she was and... Right, so that was a shock. No clue. So when she was like, I'm 30, and she's walking around this sprawling mansion, yeah. and um, I feel like I had heard that she lived with her parents, like, for a long time. Oh. Well. Yeah. It's good that you didn't research it before you came on this podcast. <laughs> Listen. It's good to just say, I, just, just tell you what I heard. heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're just Here, I making heard up she we... lived with her parents for a long time and i think she's 40 <laughs> well i saw her in concert too it, it was impressive i mean she you mean out other than the super bowl yeah i saw her at uh... wait you found yourself at another lady got <laughs> i had a friend who had like a a box at staples does that uh-huh. sound right i don't know yeah so anyway and it was really fun, and it was, you know, she leaves it on the floor. I mean, she gives it her all, and she's a great performer. I love how people, there's so many people that would kill to see her live that yeah. are just fans. Oh, no, I know. And then you are like, <laughs> yeah, I downloaded a couple of songs. And then you stumble into Lady Gaga concert after Lady Gaga concert, sitting in box seats and schmoozing with John Hamm and... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. But in this film, you find out that she's, she's living in with chronic pain and she's a bit of a, a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with heartbreak in this. And then she says something at the beginning of the film when she's like, you know, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm 30. I know who I am now. And I'm yeah. feeling confident. And then she said something that I found very profound. Hmm. Let's listen to this little clip. Those men have so much power that they can have women in a way that no other men can. Mm -hmm. Whenever they want, whatever they want, the cocaine, the money, the champagne, the girls, the hottest girls you've ever seen. 
And then I walk in the room and it's like eight times out of 10, I'm put in that category. And they expect from me what those girls have to offer when that's just not at all what I have to offer in any way. Right. Like, that's not why I'm here. I'm not a receptacle for your pain. Okay. I mean, I think she was talking about male producers. She seemed like she had maybe had a couple of cocktails there. Did she strike you as that? I mean, it's hard to know what the um, baseline is for her because when you see her, it sort of feels like she's always had something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever watched her and went, whoa, she seems so completely... Well, I didn't think that she seemed like, what do you mean, she seems like she's having some drinks regularly? Or, I don't know, so, something. There, there was the moment when she's talking to her friends by the pool, uh-huh. and she just takes off her bathing suit top, uh-huh. and just keeps talking like nothing's happening. It's uh-huh. like, whoa, is, this, is somebody who doesn't have one drink or anything in her able to just be so free i'm sure i'm sure there are people like that i think there are definitely people that are that free i'm projecting so for me i would need uh how many drinks would you need (laughs) to take your shirt off and just chat with me by the pool and keep talking and not even acknowledge that i am completely topless Topless. here's Mm -hmm. the thing is i did that in my stand-up completely sober for the millions and here's the thing yeah is i've also done it at public pools and at the beach really where i just run out with my scarred chest uh to swim like a little fish here it is guys and dolls yeah so in that moment that clip she's talking about the men you felt like she was talking about music producers and yeah but i also felt like she was talking about men in general Yeah, I think what surprised me, and this is based on having no opinion going in, but I clearly had some opinion about her on some subconscious level for me to be surprised by something. I was surprised by how much she seems very, like, I don't even know how to word this, because of course men are important to her, but she seems very, I don't know if it's that, men are so important to her or their opinion Mm. or she's trying to have them not be so important Mm. because they were at one time so i know men are important to her men are important to me i don't know i don't know how to say it just seemed like it was coming up a lot where yeah well, she um, was going through- like the opinion of men, and I know she was going through a breakup. Yeah. But to be honest, and I don't know if it's because I do typically get up and go have a snack. <laughs> I didn't fully catch that she was in a breakup in the very beginning. I didn't feel like there was enough of a moment made of it yeah. in the documentary. Did I, was there a big enough moment? I don't think so. And I think that was probably intentional, right? Because I don't know if it was intentional or if it was that they were assuming everybody knew that oh, she was going yeah. through it. I don't know. But I didn't know. But she had been going out with Taylor Kinney for a, a long time, and I think who they, is Taylor Kinney? He's a very handsome actor. He's I mean he's done plenty of movies, but he's also done a TV series about the firefighters. 
That's also okay. escaping me. Anyway. Well, he's an actor. Yeah. So how long was she with him? I think a few years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she came across as very lonely. I mean, she said mm-hmm. she was lonely. You know, so yeah. I see what you're saying because it's almost like, are you always going to be lonely if you're not in a relationship with the man? Did you get that that vibe? I don't know what it is. There was just a vibe I got that she struck me as somebody that really wanted to not need mm. to have a guy, right? But that it still seems to be there. Yeah. That and and that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. That's no. not a judgment. I think a lot it of just, people feel like that. Oh my! Well, yeah, I couldn't possibly live without a man. I mean, I, I hear that, <laughs> but no, but it is. It's there's. It's it's very appealing to have a partner. Yeah, and, somebody that you love and somebody that loves you. You want everybody yeah. wants that. Yeah. I mean, for most, you don't, you can't assume everybody wants that. And oh. I'm sure if I was if if Stephanie up and left me, I would probably be my head would be spinning and yeah. thinking I don't. I don't. I really don't know what I would be thinking. I don't know if I'd be like, I need to just be alone, or if I would be like, Hey, girl, hey. Oh, I like that. The next day, you're out at the nightclub. <laughs> the nightclub shakers. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery. Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. a big part of this film and the same as the other films that we've seen about musicians is Mm. it's a bit of a lonely world because you're you are so isolated from people well I don't think it's just musicians because it it it, I think there's a certain a certain level of fame yeah I think you're right is beyond beyond just being a musician or being famous yeah what Lady Gaga is is the Madonna Prince. Um, she's an icon. She's recognizable. Matthew and- Modine. Yeah. <laughs> she is a Matthew Modine. Oh, and the yes. rift between her and Madonna. Madonna. I didn't know about that. Did you? First of all, another thing. Yes. Is I would never, especially after watching this documentary, put together or feel like. She was ripping off Madonna. And where did where is that from? Well, I think Madonna said something. 
Once again, that's what I'm saying. We should have Googled it before this podcast. I know, but I'm saying that, um, you know, there's so many people influenced by those that went before them. Right. But not to a degree. I mean, Lady Gaga sits down. She's clearly a very talented musician beyond being a very talented singer. Yeah. Songwriter. Yeah, I mean, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she seems very much a musician. And yes, she makes these wild fashion statements, yes. political statements. Yes. But I don't think, I mean, Madonna did that, but I don't think Madonna invented that. No, but you know, it. she's a bit of the same type, you know, she's a white lady with bleach blonde hair that's outrageous they're both italian they're both italian from new yorkers well so. no madonna's from detroit oh in my mind she's from new york but no madonna's is- detroit so is bob Seeger. so is oh. iggy pop why are you mad at me about this well like because coming i like- at me hard about detroit i know but i like to wedge in any sort of music <laughs> trivia when i can but go ahead your knowledge your bath <laughs> <Wee-oo, wee-oo. laughs> braggadocious um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's that Madonna was like, oh my God, she's doing my shtick. You know, I wore outrageous costumes. I went out there and said F you to the world. And, but, and Lady Gaga in this documentary is like, yeah, I, I, to take something that somebody's already done and then make it your own is, should be a compliment. It should be, you know, wow, you influenced me. I bet that was crushing on some level to admire somebody and then have somebody that you admire kind of publicly say you're ripping off my. Yeah, I bet it it stung a bit. Yeah. Especially if you felt like you really admired this person and you were doing your own thing and or trying to do your thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was putting it in. I was thinking about in terms of you know the different comedians that I love yeah as I was growing up and I'm so influenced by them there's no secret about it yeah but I I hope that I've taken that inspiration and done my own thing yeah I mean how crushing would it be who's somebody that you admire that, that inspired you oh my gosh there are so many I mean, I was at, growing up. I mean, Paula Poundstone. Yeah, Paula Poundstone. Uh, Richard Pryor, Ellen DeGeneres. Right. One of our one of our our fans, Rosie O'Donnell. Rose. Yeah. So imagine yeah. if Rosie came up to you and said, or didn't even come up to you, that there wasn't uh-huh. a private moment, but somehow publicly said, "Wow, Tig is ripping off my um, shtick," as they say. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, it'd be such a bummer because I had spent so many years watching these comedians and or Stephen Wright. I really loved Stephen Wright. And and, um, maybe these comedians have some of them have felt that I took from them. Maybe they don't even know who I am. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is it would sting. It would be and it would be like, oh, God, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It also seems so like Madonna's not that 25-year-old anymore and she's coming after a 25-year-old saying you're... Also Britney Spears. I mean, I feel like Madonna embraced Britney Spears. Why not embrace Lady Gaga? I don't know. I don't know. know. Madonna, if you're listening... Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. First of all, most importantly, (laughs) hey, girl, hey. But um, um, but DM us. And I loved Madonna as a kid. Yeah. But um, I 
I don't know if people can hear that influence in what I do. Mm, right. You know? She's never publicly said, whoa, Tig is ripping me off. Wow, Tig really took borderline <laughs> and... <laughs> and tried to pass it off as her own. <laughs> like, like a virgin. I love to and see And Tig's you. prancing around in her wild, outrageous outfits of uh, camouflage um, yeah. cargo pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lady Gaga, in this documentary, she's been tapped to do a star is born mm-hmm. and she's very excited about that what where where does the term tapped like tapped? if i like i just got booked on this movie filming in new orleans yeah was i tapped <laughs> yeah yeah you <laughs> i don't feel like anybody would t- say tig was tapped to be <laughs> you know i feel like it's the difference between when somebody is murdered and then they're famous mm. and then they're assassinated do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas with me, ah. it's like I was booked to be in this movie, <laughs> but I was certainly not tapped. <laughs> I feel like it goes up a like different... Like you have to be pretty yeah. famous to be tapped. Yeah, yeah. Or it has to be a monumental role or something. Yeah. But I am going to start um, having my agents call me and let me know when I've been tapped yeah. to play something. You've been tapped. Have you been tapped, Cheryl? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Because personally, I don't feel like I've ever heard of you being tapped. <laughs> but it makes sense that Lady Gaga was tapped. Yeah, Lady Gaga was tapped to play this role. And is it like a little tap on the shoulder? Or is it... Um... Yeah, I guess it's like... Uh, she had all those balloons. Mm, Did they send her mm, the balloons? That's when you're like... tapped. If you get booked <laughs> on a movie... And there's a delivery of a balloon bouquet. You have officially been tapped. You've been tapped. They're very excited to have you. Yes. I have not received a bouquet of balloons when I was tapped. for. I got a balloon uh, bouquet, but it was when I was diagnosed with cancer. It was Mm. very different. I was tapped with cancer. (laughs) Not quite as exciting. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah, wah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then mm-hmm. she gets the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And she's very excited about it. And at the same time, she's struggling through her chronic pain. Which looks brutal. It does. It brutal. does. And, you know, it shows her very busy schedule, right? She's she, Everybody wants to be a part of her life. And she's recording an album. And she's rehearsing. And it's it's 
Relentless. She's driving around in limousines, and I really like that moment in the film where they real they show the the chaos and energy going on around her, and then she gets into the limo, and the door shuts, and then it you hear the actual sound of the quietness. Yeah, the quiet in the car. In the car. Yeah, even though there are people in the back seat, but nobody's really talking. Right, but that's what I mean. Is you just you can hear that just the that difference. quiet movement of yeah being in the car I really yeah. really liked that moment yeah that was it's fascinating it's hard to imagine like so many people waiting outside your building just to see it's you. not that hard to imagine oh. <laughs> <laughs> um well because you're halfway there mm-hmm. um I'm there I feel okay. like I'm well, there well they're halfway there um and then at like some point they show um Florence there. from um, Florence Welch. Yeah, from Florence and the Machine, who I love. Do you love and adore her? She is so incredible. Yeah. It's stupid. She's one of those talents where you go, how do you wake up and accept that you're you every day? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you do with that? Yeah. So to see Florence and Lady Gaga together in a tiny little studio with her, um, I guess, producer... Mark Ronson. Ronson, yeah. Um, it was it was great, you know, because you see the process and and it's like, wow, that is so extraordinary, right? To wake up and go to a little studio with Florence Welch and this is your day. And then mm-hmm. you talk about your Super Bowl mm-hmm. performance. But also your hip hurts. But also your hip hurts so much that you're crying in pain while somebody's trying to massage it or ice it or whatever that looks right. like. It's, you know, it was tough. And it's interesting to hear about the, um, which I know is, it's just adrenaline and passion and pushing through pain to perform and try to be available to life in certain Mm -hmm. ways. And then once you stop moving, it kind of really hits. Right. That when level all the adrenaline of, wears off, you mean? Yeah. And that, that level of pain that she's dealing with is 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 there um yeah and she you know she has a friend who a friend named Sonia who has cancer and she's dealing with that uh the all those emotions which are that's a big it's a difficult time and it's and it requires attention and dealing with those feelings and figuring out what to do and how to be there for her friend and and at the same time they show her talking to her grandmother which was very sweet and cute this is where I got lost a little. Tommy. I'm sure I can clarify any <laughs> any question you have. Go ahead. She talks about Joanne. Uh-huh. You know, which was her father's sister. sister uh-huh. Her aunt. Right. I got a little uh, muddied in the story of Joanne. Uh, Joanne died. Yes. Something about they were going to have to amputate her hands. Oh, that yeah. I didn't, story. I didn't I understand get, that. I didn't understand that either, but um, but uh, regardless, it was clearly a dramatic and sad time. Mm-hmm. And Lady Gaga wrote a song about Joanne, and she took it over to her grandmother's and played it for her grandmother and her father. And um, it was a very sweet, like, small moment yeah. compared to, like, her, you know, I always laugh when people say living out loud because I'm not sure what that means. But um, like living out for the world to see moment. She's just in a a small apartment with her grandmother 
listening mm-hmm. to a very and her father person. and then her father walked out of the apartment clearly so overcome emotional. with emotion yeah and uh she ended up naming the album joanne yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was really a sweet moment to see and and, and to watch her at her nephew's baptism mm-hmm. was also very cute she, you know she's wearing a dress a sweet little dress Holding a baby. You know what also really struck me about her is um, she didn't feel like she was playing to the camera very much. Whereas I feel like a lot of people would be playing to the camera. It seemed like there were just some very real moments, even though she clearly was aware there was a camera there. She didn't seem... I don't know how else to say it. Like she, she didn't... was ch- like she was changing a moment no. because she knew that there was a, a camera. No. She was just like she was authentic. I thought of you when I watched this because I was thinking, how Thank you. she <laughs> when I saw her in her thong, I was like, Oh, that reminds, reminds me of too. No. When I when <laughs> When she's crying over this guy, I was like, I remember when Tig and... was in her thong crying over that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um when she when she was having these you know, really personal moments, and there's a camera there. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's hard to understand how someone's having a personal moment when there's a camera there. Well, yeah, I mean, I know for myself, I, and I don't know how she felt, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not in direct communication, but I'm sure she is listening. So, hey, hey Gaga, hey. hey. I, in my documentary, which was one of the first original Netflix documentaries ever made. I didn't know those emotional moments were coming. Mm. So they surprised me when they happened because when I was asked to make my documentary, I felt like I was coming through the hardest part of my life and that it wouldn't get harder. Uh-huh. So you I like, thought I want you guys to capture yeah. this. Yeah, hello. Bounce back. Hey. <laughs> hey, bounce back. Hey. <laughs> and then it was like, oops. It was oh. one of the first real moments of learning that it might keep happening in your mm. life. You might keep having the worst or even worse situations happen in life or not it's it's so random what happens and i really thought that that is how it went i was 40 years old i can't believe how dumb i was i thought i just had all these deadly illnesses and the accidental death of my mother and my breakup of course i won't be devastated again and then they're like rolling and then (laughs) it's like Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It's a good point. I wonder if, the, if Lady Gaga felt the same way. Like she was making a a new album, right? Mm-hmm. And she had just gotten a Star is Born. So maybe she thought, okay, let's document this on fun, my way. Fun yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even when she was like, really like writhing in pain on the couch and you could tell it was she was in a lot of pain and she's crying and and then she for a moment you know realized the camera was there and said oh god do I look pathetic Mm-hmm. but she didn't say stop rolling right and it was still in the film so it was interesting 
Now, when she was at the doctor's office having her makeup done, was that yeah. for the documentary? I don't think so, no. Because she was in the documentary a lot with zero makeup on. Right, but why? She must have been getting ready to go perform or do something, right? Because, yeah, she goes to the doctor because she's in so much pain, and the doctor is, like, giving her shots in different parts of her body while she's getting full hair and makeup. <laughs> Yeah, that was very different than my documentary. <laughs> that would have been such a funny uh, moment to mine if I had full hair and makeup done on camera. For your documentary? Yeah, it was while like, I was okay. at the oncologist or while I was getting... While they're giving you news. Yeah, giving like, yeah. me uh, bad news. And... It's like just a little heavier on the eyeliner. <laughs> Could I get a smoky eye? Isn't that what? Isn't that, is that a? What she said? Yeah, that's a thing. No, no, no. But I, I don't know if she said that. But I've just heard people say, yeah. smoky eye. It is. You do get a smoky eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that next time I'm on a late show. <laughs> Have a, a makeup artist come in. Just get, can well, just... because whenever the makeup artist asks me what I, I want, I'm like, I don't know. Just like. You know, what I look like, but with oh, makeup. But... I would love to see you with a smoky eye. Yeah, so maybe next time I'll <laughs> say, can I get a smoky eye? <laughs> oh, I need to see you with a smoky eye. Uh, um. Okay, so she learns that her album has been leaked online. I honestly don't know how, uh, how that translates to what kind of damage that does. Well, it takes money out of her pocket. Financial damage, yeah. Probably couldn't afford full hair and makeup during doctor's appointments. doctor's appointment, if... Yeah. Yeah. If people are just taking your art for free. Yeah. So that's... That was terrible. And then... I mean, she really loves her fans. Mm -hmm. She really loves connecting with her fans. She performed at the Bitter Inn in New York on the street for hundreds of her fans. And then she went to Walmart... To ask if her album was out and they had no idea who she was. <laughs> and their guy, uh, the guy's like, who, what, who, who's the name of the person? She said, Lady Gaga. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Go look around. <laughs> and then, you know, more people started to realize who she was and, um, I had never seen that fashion before that she was sporting in Walmart where you have, Mm. I guess, some sort of bra on and then a shirt that... A crop top that's so... Well, yeah, I've seen a crop top, but only where like like, your... An extreme crop top. Have you ever seen that? Where it just like barely... Like it doesn't cover the bottom of your boobs crop top. Right, right. Like it is... It is... It's a cropped, cropped, crop top. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, a triple why, crop. Why bother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is coming. We're talking about a woman that takes her shirt off mid conversation yes. and just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't. She doesn't care. Why would she care? <laughs> why on earth would she care? It. She doesn't. She feels overdressed in a cropped, cropped, cropped yes. top. Yes. We need to get that for our merch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carol. Hey, on a cropped, cropped, cropped top. <laughs> And you can only wear it if your bra is showing at the bottom. <laughs> Otherwise. Ooh, and we should get oh. the uh, adult lady onesie, too, that snaps at the crotch. <laughs> no. no, I think that is unhealthy. I think that uh, affects your lady parts in a way that's your not. Your lady gaga parts. 
Lady Gaga farts in a way that's not healthy. Since we have Lady Gaga's attention, and again, yeah, she hey. is listening. Hey, girl, yeah. hey. Lady Gaga, hey. Here's what I want to suggest. Yeah. And Lady Gaga, if you're like, listen here. Uh-huh. A, I don't know who you are, Tig. B, don't care what you have to say. Then I would say press stop or fast forward. Yeah. But I want to suggest for your health mm. to stop smoking. I know. I get it. And? Uh-oh, there's more. And she probably does this. She's she's one of those bazillionaire types that yeah, has okay. people that can give her full hair and makeup during doctor's appointments. So yeah. she probably is aware of breathing techniques and exercises. Mm. But that's what I was also feeling when I was watching her. Is like, I wonder what sort of, and I know it's so much more complicated and I hate it when people tell me stuff or I get frustrated when people tell me about health or like you should over, try this. Like oversimplify it. It's like, yeah, just count and you're like, five and you'll get through it. Like, yeah. Nah, okay. And I'm like, no, it's more complicated. And I know her stuff is more complicated, but those basic things of, just, I wish she would stop smoking. And stop yeah. smoking around other people when you're in a car inside. You're really bringing down the hammer on Gaga. Well, I just don't think it's fair to other people. Because when you're the person that's like the boss or the yeah, power you're place. Like writing the checks. And you're smoking, then yeah. people feel like can't they, can't, say they can't say anything or leave. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun to see her at the Super Bowl and, you know, behind the scenes. There was, didn't you find the moment, like in the Super Bowl hallway when President George Bush Sr., he was going by Donatella Versace, Mm -hmm. and his people are telling the Bushes, that's Donatella Versace. And then her people are telling her, that's President Bush <laughs> and Barbara Bush. And neither one of them could give a shit. <laughs> the Bushes don't care about Versace and vice versa. And they pass each other and it's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know why it made me laugh so I was like, <laughs> it's one of those weird moments. It's that idea of like how people are famous to only certain people. Yeah. And they are nothing. Do not even talk on the radar. Nothing. Nothing. You know what I just remembered? Stephanie and I were at like a nail or a massage, I think hair and some sort of spa in New York. Yeah. I just remembered this. When we were checking out and paying, the woman behind the counter said, Oh my God, there's Lady Gaga's assistant. There's Lady Gaga's assistant. (laughs) (laughs) And and, like she was saying it to us, like Like letting us in on a star sighting. Can you believe? (laughs) Like right behind you, Lady Gaga's assistant. That's Lady Gaga's assistant. (laughs) And and we were like, oh, oh, wow, okay, cool. And we. We, we didn't quite know how to uh, what the respond. proper response yeah like, whoa yeah. wow because it just reminded me of like it wasn't a big deal to us but maybe but to, to somebody did she have any idea who you two were no. clearly not <laughs> she was way more <laughs> aware of lady gaga's assistant <laughs> oh my gosh There's that... lady gaga's assistant lady gaga's assistant <laughs> That is hilarious. Okay, so 
writing it down. The she they they show her at the Super Bowl. I thought that was so interesting, right? Seeing her rehearse and just realizing like the amount of focus that mm-hmm. anybody has to have to do that to do the halftime Super Bowl and you know the timing of it all, the mm-hmm. dancing, the singing, the pyrotechnics. It's like mm-hmm. everything has to go off, and she has to be laser beam focused mm-hmm. it's pretty extraordinary yeah it was really fun to see the backstage of it all i thought would you feel stressed if you had to perform something at the at the super bowl yeah i feel like i definitely would mm-hmm. or, would you or would you be like bam well i'm not a dancer it depends on what you had to do right if you had to do your stand-up mm-hmm. it would probably be uh stressful but a type of stress that you can manage and you know that at the end of the day you're going to deliver your stand-up. Well, I mean, I I would know I would deliver my stand-up. I don't know if it would translate in a stadium for the Super Bowl. I would imagine a lot of <laughs> like the, the people, people that are there for the Super Bowl are like, who is this 50-year-old lesbian telling these <laughs> low-key, boring <laughs> stories? I don't know that I'm going to get the invite. Uh, and, and, you know, the the delay that a joke could take in, yeah. in that big of a place. And then they maybe would laugh. And then I'd be starting another joke. And it just yeah, but seems no, like a nightmare. But I saw you at, where, where did I see you? Carnegie Hall. Yeah. So I saw you at Car- Car- Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah. In trouble with my R's today. It happens. It does. Carnegie Hall. And uh, you were amazing and you were you know you didn't seem nervous at all I felt very excited yeah so if you're doing the thing that you you know you can do Mm -hmm. I'm sure that makes a difference right well she knows she can do it right that's what I'm saying so this is she does concerts already yeah it was fascinating because it seems like her concerts couldn't be that much different than it, there's moment. a certain pressure that she would clearly be putting on herself because it's the Super Bowl. And it's live. Yeah. That's really hard. Right. Because what if, you know, one of the pyrotechnics goes wrong or what if somebody, one of your dancers throws up in the middle of it and then she slips on that it? That would be like awesome, that. first of all. <laughs> I think what it reminded me of is, and of course I sound like a person that has no idea what I'm talking about because I am not a singer or dancer, and I would never be asked to do the, the Super Bowl halftime. <laughs> please let's please somebody book me. Please tap me. Please tap me for the halftime Super Bowl. Has been tapped for the, <laughs> the Super Bowl halftime. Yes, but it reminds me of when somebody doesn't really have control over how something's going to go, so they try to have control over everything in a way that they think is going to be helpful to make it happen yeah but why do you think she was wrong about that no I'm not I'm not saying she was wrong but I just am saying you know it's like when somebody I've seen people audition for an acting role Mm -hmm. and the day before they will eat a certain diet they Mm -hmm. will go to the gym and work out even harder or they will Mm -hmm. go get their hair done in a particular way Mm -hmm. and they and they're trying to control certain elements to make control that they can control but that ultimately it's not going to make it get you the role see here's the thing I, i feel like as an actress you know if you're doing live theater 
you're the one that's out there on stage, right? So even though you have somebody doing your props and even though you have somebody doing your wardrobe, I would definitely check all my props. I would check all my wardrobe. I would make sure it's all of course. it's supposed to be. Just so you're not distracted by anything that, you know, anything that can go wrong will. So you try to, to, to check up all the things. Completely. And I don't think yeah. there was anything weird or wrong that she was doing. It all made sense. But there was a certain level that reminded me of, um, of that. That you're trying to control everything and you just, it's not going to make a difference. If you do five more push out, push-ups before your audition. Yeah. Tig, we, the point is, she did the Super Bowl show. It was a success. Tears of joy. Everybody celebrated. And the, the film ends on a high note. Would you say? I would definitely say that. Um, I think it's time for some Happily Ever After thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. Oh. Did you? I did. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> oh, my God. I did. You. What did you cry at? Well, when she was at her grandmother's house and she played Joanne. Is it Joanna or Joanne? Joanne. Joanna? And she played the song. And she was playing it. It's Joanne. She was playing it for her grandmother and her father was in the background listening it to it too. And the grandmother was really like listening and taking it in. And the father was getting so emotional. And he was trying not to get emotional. And then he got up and walked out so nobody would see him cry. And it was too much for me. I thought you couldn't stand it when men cried. Well, I usually can't. But mm-hmm. see, it's... Something, if they're trying not to cry, Mm -hmm. then that gets me. Okay. So, yeah, I cried. Um, Who were you attracted to? We're going to say the same person. I bet you we're going to say the same person. Who? Oh. (laughs) I I loved uh, Mark Ronson, her producer. Oh, yeah. He was so cute and sweet Mm -hmm. and supportive and... Yeah. I, I really liked him. Yeah. Why, who are you attracted to? Lady Gaga? No, I don't. Lady Gaga would, like, plow over me in a relationship. Mm-hmm. She's bold. Yeah, I don't I don't think. Um, this is, in a, this is fi- uh, five minutes in, a, in an elevator. This is in a relationship, but go ahead. This is five minutes in an elevator? This is before the world ends. The, the la- See, I don't think of people that way. I think for life. Okay. So who were you? Mark Ronson. Okay. Let's just tell everybody, next week's documentary is Mommy Dead and Dearest on HBO. Mm -hmm. That's going to be intense and and great. Um, Oh, also, you want to tell people what's out? Merchandise. 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 We got mugs that say, don't spill the beans. We got t-shirts and hoodies with our faces on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I was thinking about because I want one but is that so weird to walk around with a, no. a hoodie with your own face on it it's no. weird <laughs> no. but you can go to um, podswag.com slash true story and you can get it are you going to get a mug 
Oh, yes, a mug. And I'm going to send one to Dr. Becky Hines because she deserves a mug. And maybe Cracklin, my mom. Would you uh, wear a T-shirt or a hoodie? Probably a T-shirt. Okay. What about you? Both. I'd wear a T-shirt, a hoodie, and drink out of the mug. (laughs) Will you please um, post a picture of that? Sure. Okay. Um, Do you want to hear one true fan mail before we go? I do. This is from Allison R. Allison R. emailed us to solve the Hey Girl Hey mystery. Mm. (gasps) She says, I want to start by saying I love your show so much. The dynamic is so odd and unexpected. And it truly brings me such delight. My husband and I each listen to your podcast in headphones while doing chores after our toddler goes to bed. Your show is such a treat and actually motivates me to do housework just so I can listen. I also get a kick out of hearing my husband cracking up in the other room while folding laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I moved to write you today specifically to answer the question about Hey Girl Hey. This is from a reality show in the 2000s called A Shot at Love. Here's a crummy video showing the moment it hit the airwaves. First and foremost, I have been one to be like, oh, hey, girl, hey. Oh, girl, you're on my toe. Ow. Okay, hey, girl, hey. Girl, I have not moved all night. She was like a little crazy girl out of the group. I mean, hello. (laughs) Where's the pool? I think we should, on an episode, cover that reality show (laughs) and have (gasps) hey, girl, hey on. Keisha? Is that her name, Keisha? Don't know. Don't care. (laughs) We should have her on. Oh my God, Thomas, our producer, can you can you fi- track her down? Oh my gosh, that would be so great. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's ask let's ask our listeners: Would they want that? Okay, you know, you, let's get some want, feedback. Yeah, let's would get some you feedback. Want hey, girl, hey, originator, <laughs> on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Yeah, so you can. Um, Follow us on on Instagram. You can leave us messages there on Facebook. Friendster. Oh, Friendster. You can. Um, Is Friendster around? I, I've never heard of it. I'm just acting. You've like never it. heard of Friendster? No. That was before MySpace. Oh my God. I don't think Friendster is still around. <laughs> I'm gonna look. Is MySpace still around? What if I you got know. up every morning and checked your MySpace account? <laughs> <laughs> What if I got up every morning and checked my Instagram account? <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, that's it for today. Um, Tig, should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at TigandCherylTrueStory at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.